Black ready to attack Monday, December 26th, 2022. It's Boxing Day already. I'm Stephen Sierski, folks. Hope you're doing well. And uh, Christmas weekend is over, right? Just like that. 2022 Christmas is uh, done for uh, around the world now, basically, by the time I post this. I mean, everybody... Uh, we'll have um, had their go-round with the 2022 Christmas. Hope you guys are doing well, uh, that uh, everything is went as well as it could for Christmas, wherever you are. Um, I know on uh, Friday I was like, oh, well, if you're in a war zone, I'm going guess. And uh, I'm not sure if that sort of led to a little bit of the uh, Christmas blues on my behalf this year, um, thinking that, you know, I, I know people who are being affected um, very differently this year by the actions of uh, a few people. And like this year, uh, thinking that one year ago, it wasn't like this at all. And then all of a sudden things changed within a few months, right? Like remember that we also had the Olympics this year in, in China um, that no one really cared about. Uh, even Chinese people didn't care because we were all just suffering through this COVID thing. Um, and like, I'm not sure how COVID is uh, developing through where you are right now, if you're back in your homelands, or if you're traveling, uh, or if you're still here in China, like I know here in China, the um, like the number of infections have apparently spiked. Although we don't know because they're not testing; they're not testing as much as they used to. Uh, so whether or not it's actually COVID or is it the seasonal flu, uh, apparently people back in Canada were getting uh, were catching the flu as well. Um, so I did manage to finally call home uh, this morning as well. And, uh, this actually um, kind of triggered a little bit of the, uh, the Christmas blues as well, that, uh, you know, the fact that I'm still in China, COVID restrictions have been uh, have been lifted, but there wasn't much time to sort of plan a trip back. I mentioned last week that, you know, looking at how much it, it would cost to go back, and it was just obscene amount and to be, I did call home thinking on hearing everybody uh, getting together and everything going, wow, you know, it'd be kind of nice to be back in Canada this time of year, you know, for the first time in three, four years, right? We're talking since like 2019, I don't think I went back. Had I known, I probably would have gone back, you know, uh, but uh, I think 2018 was the last time I was back in Canada for Christmas. I mean, that's a exceptionally long time incredibly long time to be away that's the last time i was back in canada at all so i haven't uh, you know as much as we can see that technology has brought us together and everything um i mean i'm looking at one of my nephews and he's grown up in that time too right i'm like wow i mean that's it's been that long um now <laughs> i was talking about last week you know flying back or whatever last minute um uh, apparently it might not have worked <laughs> huge uh snowstorm throughout canada uh throughout the united states uh throughout north america so vancouver uh toronto all these airports um, i mentioned those two because those two airports are sort of the feeder airports into uh winnipeg my hometown um so i have to transfer in vancouver or sometimes in calgary as well but even calgary was closed uh and so as it was put to me if calgary is closed then winnipeg is going to be delayed as well so there was just a whole bunch of um if i was flying home last minute like that thursday friday not sure if i would have made it basically i probably would have been stuck in a uh an airport 
Now, that being the case, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Actually, maybe not, because if I was stuck in Vancouver, I'd just go see my brother. Um, and if the flights weren't going, honestly, I could, uh, could I take a bus? Could I take a train? You know, um, train isn't so easy because the trains don't move as, as often um, in Canada as they do, you know, here in China especially. Uh, buses, uh, they would probably shut the highways. I've done that before. I've gone, I've taken a bus across parts of um, Canada and uh, they shut the highways at night. Um, that was not fun sleeping on the bus experience that I'm not sure I'd want to really repeat if I don't have to, especially if I have a lot of stuff with me, you know, gifts and stuff like that. But um, and it's back to work week already uh, here in China. Um, again, like uh, China doesn't really celebrate its big festival until the end of January. It's going to be the year of the mouse. No, the year of the rabbit. There you go. Sorry. I, I'm, I was looking at the coins. It looks like a mouse. It's not a mouse. It's a, it's a rabbit. So it's a, the year of the rabbit coming up. Um, I haven't really looked at what it's supposed. Is it supposed to be an agile or resilient sort of uh, year great good finally four years later <laughs> uh, so what did I do this weekend um, spent much of the uh, the time actually cooking and baking so we uh, as I mentioned last week and the newsletter that I just sent out uh, earlier today that um, um, was trying to do a few different traditional Ukrainian dishes uh, of, of them let's see I had kutya uh, kutya I made last year um, pierogies we made last year. I, uh, I'd never made borscht before and I've never made shortbread. Now, shortbread isn't technically a Ukrainian dish, uh, but it's a dessert that uh, has always been around at my, uh, my, my family's Christmases. So I thought, you know, how hard can it be? Apparently it's not, it's not hard if you have, uh, some of the tools, like if you have a, a mixer that can whip butter for you makes it a lot easier um so i'm not sure if we actually did it right but then we also ended up making pumpkin pie and one of the reasons why we made pumpkin pie is not only because april gourmet had uh, pumpkin pie filling in stock which they don't always do uh but we had the first batch of pierogies we tried to make with almond flour didn't work and this is the this is the second year that we that I insisted on using almond flour for some misplaced reason of health, whatever it is, consciousness. Uh, I don't think it was a... I guess because last year we figured that there wasn't enough water in the pierogi dough. So we figured if we tried it again this year, um, you know, if we put more water in it, uh, maybe some oil, then it would it would work. It didn't. So we did... This is the same. Two times we've tried almond flour, didn't work to make pierogi batter by pierogi is like uh, these dumplings um, similar to jaldza as well so these uh, boiled dumplings um, that uh, are part of Ukrainian cuisine uh, we made potato and cheddar so we made these on Sunday uh, <coughs> excuse me typically if you have um, the, like Christmas Eve would be meat and dairy free now being a traveler you got to kind of have some leeway with these things i guess um but you know being intermittent faster shouldn't be hard to not eat for 18 hours 24 hours i mean why not you have your meal on friday night and then you don't eat again until after uh liturgy on saturday night right isn't that sort of intermittent fasting it's a one-day fast Anyway, so um, the pierogies, we ended up having to make uh, a second batch of dough. We made that on Sunday. 
Uh, so what we did with the first batch of pierogi dough is that we made that into the pumpkin pie filling. And so we, we uh, not sorry, not the filling, the, um, the pumpkin pie crust. So we made that today. Um, it wasn't very difficult. I mean, we just rolled it out and uh, we pre-baked or we baked the, the, the pie shell and then uh, first and then we uh, put the pumpkin pie in after. Uh, Kutia turned out uh, so that uh, again I made that I let the rice set overnight um, from Friday to Saturday. Uh, I made that with rice, brown rice. Um, I don't think you, you actually needed to let the rice sit for that long. I let it sit for practically a day. Um, I don't think it was necessary. I think if it was wheat, it might be necessary because wheat is a bit of a harder grain. Um, but we uh, that one ended up working with uh, rice, honey, um, walnuts, and cranberries. So those are the four ingredients. And I'm thinking, you know, I think last year I was thinking about replacements for poppy seeds again. And I thought, I, I didn't think of it actually. I didn't think of it until after. I remember looking at the jar of the, um, I have chia seeds. I was like, well, I could use those. Ah, whatever. So I put them away. I didn't put them in, but apparently like chia seeds could work um, or even sesame seeds. Like if it was, I have white wet sesame seeds. Could have used black sesame seeds as well. Those would have been fine if you're looking for that type of flavor. I mean, basically this is, the way that I made it here, uh, the problem is, if you don't make it with poppy seeds and it becomes one of these like funeral dishes <laughs> because the poppy seeds represent uh, fertility and prosperity, health and everything. Um, so that's that's the sim- symbolism of that ingredient. And if you don't have it, then that type of dish where it's just the wheat and the honey and the walnuts uh, or the nuts or whatever, um, that is typically served at funerals or times when, you know, it's um, it's not, it's a morning, more of a morning uh, like, am, like uh, grief sort of thing rather than happy times. Now, <sighs> these traditions are, the, the tradition is to make this type of food. Um, this food is to be eaten. So if you can eat it, then that's okay, right? You're not going to, you're not going to be smitten by the gods or anything like that for doing this. I mean, maybe some of the more traditional elders would sort of shy away. They might not eat it, <laughs> right? Um, but um, since it's just us youngins, um, we we had that. So we made that um, kutya. That that worked. And it tasted okay. Overall, I mean, a lot of stuff. It, it, out of all the baking and cooking we did, it was all edible. It was just some more than others. The borscht worked fantastic. I ended up shredding the beets. Uh, shredded the beets. We cut up the carrots. Uh, lots of garlic. Uh, one tomato because I had to get rid of it. Uh, and then I also found bay leaves and dill leaves or dill, uh, sh- uh, shredded ground dill, I guess it was. That was great. I actually never bought packaged dill before. I was looking for fresh dill and they're like, no, we don't have any of that. And then I look over in the package section and it was right there. So um, good. I think it was imported from Germany. But uh, so that worked as well. So Bush worked. We had beet soup. Um we had kutia, and then we didn't have pierogies on Saturday. Uh, but what we ended up doing was with the pierogi batter, we um, we actually we broke some of it up and we fried it up. So we had like little pierogi biscuits, I guess you pierogi batter biscuits, and we put that in with the beet soup, 
and then that was a, a decent mixture. So uh, it was like having some bread along with uh, uh, the beet soup and the kutiao. So that that worked. Um, also had a couple of bottles of, uh, what was it, apricot and rose wine that were sent to me from Taiyuan. This lady from Armenia had a bunch of uh, uh, bottles that she was trying to get rid of, so she was selling them out, and they arrived on Christmas Eve afternoon. So uh, we had those as well uh, over over Saturday, basically. <laughs> uh, but that was all good. So, I mean, we out of the, what, one, two, three, four, five dishes that we made, I would say four worked really well. Um, but all five were basically edible. Um, the, I guess the thing to keep in mind is that when you mix something with a lot of sugar and butter, you're probably going to be able to eat it anyway. Um, it's very hard to mess up beet soup uh, and like rice pudding. Also very difficult to uh, mess up. So sugar seemed to fix everything. And we weren't just, we like we weren't just using white sugar. Like um, I had a whole bunch of these little packets that we opened up. We we had one cup of sugar from all these. It was a hundred packets, I think we opened up. Um, but it was granulated white sugar and larger brown crystal sugar, <clears throat> which I think contributed to the shortbread not mixing the way that we thought it would uh, when we were trying to whip the butter and sugar by hand. Yeah, so that was the, the big thing. We did this all by hand. We didn't use any machines. It was just uh, what God gave us, manual uh, machines, us, our arms, basically. So it was a lot of work, uh, but we were able to uh, get it done. And um, overall, I mean, we, we ate very well. I have lots of leftovers. Uh, I did not make as much kutia as last year, which last year I made weeks worth of kutia. This, um, this year, I think I only made like maybe three or four days worth of kutia, which was good. Uh, that's enough. Um, and yeah, overall, I'm very happy with it. And of course, we had some chocolates as well. That was uh, that was what we spent most of our weekend doing, was baking and cooking um, traditional Ukrainian foods. Uh, we did watch Scrooged last night, and I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Now, if you're not familiar with this movie, I think it's from 1990 with Bill Murray, uh, Canadian. Uh, and... Uh, it's about this TV executive who is uh, who, who schedules a live broadcast for Christmas Eve. Now, I didn't really understand what the big deal was because I'm like, doesn't this happen anyway with sports? But this is 20 years or 30 years after the movie has aired, back when sports were not broadcast live, basically, on Christmas Eve. Like Christmas Eve was, you know, time to... Like, everything sort of shut down a couple days before... Uh, it was a big deal, I guess, for this movie. They could, if a TV executive is broadcasting live on New Year's Eve, that sort of seemed like very heartless sort of thing. Nowadays, it's like, if it isn't live, why are we watching it? <laughs> um, we watched Scrooge. That was, uh, haven't seen that uh, in a while. I also uh, got uh, Die Hard. Never did get through that, though. Back in the days when movies were only 90 minutes, uh, I was actually looking at the, watching this pacing of Scrooged, and I was like, wow, they just take some uh, liberties throughout the script. It, it's kind of, it's a lot more stilted writing than you would find these days, and it's a lot more over-the-top comical, rather than these days, you probably wouldn't see that same sort of uh, over-the-top comic, um, and in-house, uh, not in-house, in-camera, special effects 
I think that would be the. I think the late '80s was sort of uh, late '80s, early '90s was the um, the the pinnacle of industrial light and magic, and like the Jim Henson's workshop doing a lot of the puppetry, live action puppetry for the movies and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's sort of and like live explosions and things like that. So everything was done sort of uh, on set. Nowadays it's a lot more CG and stuff, so it it doesn't age as well as it does like uh, the puppets um and the in camera like real explosions actually age although i understand the safety issue uh no workout uh yesterday i skipped this and i think maybe that had something to do uh well i thought maybe we'd we'd go out or something like uh, away from the apartment but we never did we, we sort of stayed here it was kind of a gray christmas day yesterday not overly cold it was just sort of overcast uh, today was sunny, which was great. Uh, but um, as a result, I didn't do my Sunday workout. I didn't do my Monday morning, like my workout this morning. But by this afternoon, I'm like, I got to move. I got to run. I got to do something. And so I did go for a three-mile run this afternoon. I did a bit of weight workouts. Um, and that made me feel better. So uh, I wonder if it was sort of a combination of uh, drinking on, on, on Saturday like having that, that wine, a lot of sugar, I guess, uh, and then not running on Sunday morning. Um, and the fact that we didn't go out, like we were just basically in the apartment all weekend. We didn't go anywhere. Uh, maybe that contributed to a lot of sort of some of the anxiety of like, uh, I feel like we should be doing more, but we're not. Um, but uh, the run this afternoon helped quite a bit. Uh, and then uh, also, you know, doing some weightlifting as well. That that helped uh, quite a bit. So, I mean, we're back into work week already. So uh, tomorrow, I don't think I work tomorrow, but Wednesday I do as well. Some people, apparently some people work today. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? I guess this is this is one of the things that, um, it's, it's kind of weird being in China and uh Work being an expat in a country that doesn't officially celebrate um, uh, at Christmas, but any celebration that I'll, where you grew up, it just basically. So I mean, whether or not you celebrate Christmas, I mean it's a huge worldwide sort of phenomenon event. Anyway, it's become. I think last year I was uh, complaining that it's become too secular. And that, uh, well, I guess you probably even picked this, picked up on this last week as well. In terms of, you know, Christmas is a religious holiday. Don't be offended if it is, and don't be offended. Don't be offended if it isn't for some people, right? Uh, the idea being that it's a, uh, it can be a celebration for everybody, depending on what they are celebrating. It's a time to get together with friends and family, um, and take that time to, to sort of be together and check in with people. Right, I think that's sort of uh, what the idea is, uh, regardless if it is the uh, religious aspect that brings you together or something else. Um, but here in China, I mean, we're back to work on Monday. People worked on Saturday and people worked on Monday. I guess one of the things that I, I guess I'm missing with this whole holiday season, uh, there's there's two sort of things, I guess. Number one, since I work from quote unquote home it's just me so i'm in my apartment and i'm inside my own head right like there's no one else um no one's talking about travel plans unless i'm talking to them no one's talking about you know what they're going to do over the weekend with their families unless i'm talking to them like there so there has to be that that connection established um through 
technological means, right? Like it's got to be through WeChat or Facebook or whatever, but it's not like at the water cooler, people are, "Ah, so you got any plans, you know, or, you know, you hear this is going on, people are getting together. I mean, it has to be a direct sort of connection, right? So that that was number one. Number two, uh, as a result of working from home and then also having a type of job where it is in a country where we're not, it doesn't officially celebrate Christmas, I mean, Friday is the same as Saturday is the same as Monday, right? I mean, it's just, I think Christmas Day was a forced day off for the company. I'm surprised they were actually working today. Um, I thought we got Boxing Day off as well, but I, Chris, China doesn't market, so do all foreign companies market? I don't know. But definitely tomorrow is back to, back to work. Same thing. The job doesn't change. And I'm talking to my family, and they're all like, oh, yeah, we got nine days off, you know, stopped work on Wednesday, you know, we don't go back into January uh, 2nd or January 3rd sort of thing. You know, it's nine days where you, you get the chance to be sick of the holiday season. You get a chance to be sick of the people around you, um, and it's a nice break from the end of one year to the beginning of a new year. But if you don't have that break, especially if you work from home, again, quote unquote home, and it's not like this is a home that I'm going to, like I'm investing in. This is a home that when I leave, there's no love lost. There's a, oh, but do you know anybody else who would like to rent an apartment? I'm like, of course not. I'm leaving. And, and if I am leaving, I'm probably the last one sort of thing, which almost almost seems like it's kind of what's happening to tell you the truth. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to end this episode on sort of this really sort of somber note, but I'm looking at this going, wow. I mean, there was this feeling of, you know, if if there was one other thing I wish I could do is I've, I've had the money to be able to fly last minute, possibly in an airline that would actually land in my hometown, not get stuck in Vancouver or Toronto, like be able to charter an air like a, a, an airplane that can actually get through the weather sort of thing or whatever i mean hey inclement weather is inclement weather you don't want to fly if it's not safe i get it um had i been able to fly out on tuesday or wednesday maybe i would have made it just in time right but again i mean working uh, saturday is the same as monday is the same as tuesday same as friday so anyway Hope your Christmas was fantastic. Hope uh, you um, you folks were able to uh, spend some time uh, with your loved ones. If not, uh, able to call home, check in, see how they're doing. Um, and even for the people who seem like they're not going through the Christmas blues, check in with them as well. Um, just make sure everybody is sort of taken care of, you know, uh, and that um, people are being thought of uh, and that you're able to um, drop in a line, you know, because life happens and sadly... Uh, as we've seen with COVID and these wars and everything else, I mean, we can be separated for a while. So check in and uh, make sure people are okay. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensterski.com. And if you're wondering about December drumming as well, I did update the website. Uh, I have a few tracks that I'm working on at the same time right now uh, that I will have posted very soon. All right, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Oh, and I should say, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Bye-bye.